Next on BYU Sports Nation, roadblocks in the West Coast Conference. The raw emotions of BYU basketball expressed in song form. What happened last night? Bigger story, what's happening in road games this season? Former BYU center Chris Miles will join us in Studio B with his hot takes. Plus, the head coach of third-ranked BYU men's volleyball, Sean said why this weekend series is unlike any other in program history. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Win or lose, BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, January 27th, wherever and however you are dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with voice instrument specialist Jerem Jordan. Oh, we'll get to that later, maybe. Oh, right. we oh we will. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's maybe the best tease that I've heard from you all week. We'll maybe get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was really poor, right? <laughs> ah, yes. It's a facetious Friday, isn't it? It's probably that don't way every big, day. Don't use big words. On our show. Come on. This isn't a highbrow show. Let's just get right to it, okay? We jinxed it, Jerem. We jinxed it, didn't we? It's our fault. BYU lost last night. I didn't miss. I didn't give up a single three defensively. Truth. And I didn't miss a shot. And here's the thing. I didn't take a shot. Here's the thing. <laughs> We've been saying this every season before the Santa Clara game, yeah, right? Yeah. Why didn't we jinx them the previous 13 times? I know. I had, uh, I had this board, kind of like a bingo board of all the WCC teams. That BYU had lost to. And yeah. there was one blank square for Yeah, well, now you've got a blackout. Well, now I have a blackout because BYU lost Santa Clara. Congratulations. That's a bingo. I'll give you thank a you. bite of my donut later no. <laughs> for, the, for the blackout. No, thank you. <laughs> I like you, but not that you much. You don't want that? No. Hey, hey, what better way to really express emotion than through vocals and lyrics of song? Jerem, which brings us to our Twitter question. What song best expresses your... Emotions after BYU basketball, <laughs> about BYU basketball right now, at MN Coog Pilot. Pressure by Paramore. I love that song. It's about un- the unrealistic expectations people have, a la some BYU fans regarding our young basketball team. Oh, how about that? That's a great song. Haley Williams. I have a crush on her. That's a mature response for a very young BYU basketball team. That's, yeah, that's a good one. Mine is Linkin Park. Numb. <laughs> and it's a conversation, I think, between the Lone Peak 3 and Expectation. Okay. Of, Please do know. explain. I want, I, more, I, I want more from this. That, this is fa- see, I'm I fascinated the, I by this. Lyrics. I've become so numb, I can't feel you there, becoming so tired, so much more aware. I'm tired of being what you want me to be, feeling so faithless, lost under the surface, don't know what you're expecting of me. You know what I mean? That's well thought out, yeah. my friend. Yeah, how about you? That's well thought out. Okay, so last night, I, that was kind of how I felt. I was with you. Like, Slash I, the fan base is kind of numb. Yeah. Right like, what? Yes. San Diego, yes. Santa Clara? Yes. Again, that was how I felt last night. It's processed. BYU has a basketball game tomorrow. Right now, got to turn the page. Likely well, number they one do. ranked. The fans don't. Gonzaga's coming to town on Thursday. But that's how I think. It's like, okay, what's done is done. Like, There's nothing that you can do to change it or alter it. Because it's written in stone, right? Yeah. The fans don't have to turn the page. They no. can soak today. But this the is players how, have to practice. This is how I think, though, right? I'm not telling fans what they can and can't do. This is how my mind works. Right now, 
Got to turn the page. So it's Let Go by Fru Fru, also known as Imogene Heap. Listen to these lyrics, okay? Fru Fru. You, you don't know who Fru Fru is? I pulled my Fru Fru one time. <laughs> I contracted Fru Fru. I was oh. diagnosed with Fru Fru. Imogene Heap, you're welcome. You'll thank me later. It gains the more it give, and it rises with the fall. So hand me that remote. Can't you see that all that stuff's a sideshow? We've no time for later now. You can't await your own arrival. You've 20 seconds to comply, so let go and jump in. It's all right, because there's beauty in the breakdown. I'm not, yes. I'm not seeing beauty in the breakdown. I am. We appreciate wins because of hard times, right? Sometimes... You have to go through hard times to really appreciate the highs. It's life in general. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Led off by a low last night. Men's basketball losing at Santa Clara, 76-68. Eric Mika scored a game-high 22 points for BYU. TJ Haas had 15. Elijah Bryant with 13 off the bench. But 18 turnovers plagued the Cougars. And going 3 for 15 from the three-point line, not going to help either. What's really happening with this team on the road? We'll discuss that coming up. The women had a crazy game in the Marriott Center last night as well. It took this shot from Cassie Broadhead to send the game to double overtime. To Cassie Broadhead with three. Broadhead, three-pointer at the buzzer. Good! We'll go to double overtime! She's a baller. She really is. She had 28 points in the win. Took over the game. BYU ends up winning in double overtime. Kalani Purcell had an almost had a triple-double coming up one assist short. I called for the triple-double when she was on the show earlier in the week, and she was one assist shy. So BYU wins. BYU lost by one on the road and then came home. Had a 15-point lead in the third, by the way. Late in the third. Yeet. And, uh, yeah, let that happen. But BYU won in double overtime. They won. Awesome. So uh, nice job by the Lays. They were down by four. With 13 seconds to play in overtime. That's pretty cray-cray. Christine Fuller-Nielsen stepped back, hit a three, foul, two free throws, and then Cassie Broadhead ties it with that buzzer-beating three. Just a normal night in the To go uh, to double overtime. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, Kalani Purcell, by the way, found me after the game, and she's like, I tried. I tried. There were two (laughs) opportunities for her to get that 10th assist. One shot wasn't taken, which should have been, and the other shot was missed. I don't want to name names, but... Mackenzie Pulse <laughs> Jamal Williams was named Senior Bowl running back practice player of the week. More good news for Jay Swag Daddy. You can watch him and Harvey Longy in the Senior Bowl tomorrow, 2.30 Eastern on NFL Network. And the third-ranked men's volleyball team hosts seventh-ranked UC Irvine tonight, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio in the final Mount Pacific Sports Federation match in the regular season between the two ever. Yeah, how about Sean Olmstead, head coach, will join us coming up. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Roadblock. We said it yesterday. The streak against Santa Clara, 45 years and running, 17 straight wins for BYU basketball. But we knew something was weird, as did oddsmakers in Las Vegas, right? Listen to what happened yesterday. BYU has won all 13 games against Santa Clara in West Coast Conference play, 17 straight overall, and beat the Broncos by 30 earlier this year. And that's not an outlier. But this game feels different, right? And it was different, Jerem. Vegas had BYU as a four-point favorite. The Cougars lose by eight. 
Jonathan Tavernari joined us not too long ago and had some interesting things to say about the youth of this BYU team and that things like this sometimes shouldn't be that much of a surprise. He was direct, and he's telling all of us once again, be patient. This year, they're learning how to be potty trained. Next year, <laughs> they, better, they better learn how to jump, roll on the floor, you know, shake their tail. They, 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 they need to be able to do all of these tricks. Yeah, listen, I'm going to be surprised every time BYU loses to a non-St. Zaga. Even I, though the trend the is, standard is high here. 2.6 yeah. losses to non-St. Zaga yeah. per season? It's still a shock. I'm not like, well, I expected BYU to pl- turn the ball, blah, blah. There, listen, the story isn't about what happened last night. The story is about what's happening away from Provo right now. Absolutely. Which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's eleven and one at home. They've been really good. They're four and six away. Two and three on the road. Two and three neutral. Four and six. That's weird. Okay, I. I What's think, happening? I think that BYU is not mentally tough on the road. I think that at home BYU milks the energy of the crowd, the familiarity of the uh, gym, but for some reason on the road BYU's not mentally tough. There needs to be more accountability uh, amongst the team. Amongst the coaching staff with the play, whatever it takes, right? I, I think that the whole maturity missions thing, I think that BYU is immature on the road. I think BYU's shot selection is poor. Their decision-making is poor. Um, sometimes the refs can be tough, right? But you can't get Santa Clara into the bonus, give up like 14 or 15, three, into the bonus with 11 minutes left in the second half, and expect to, to do something here. Defensively, there are some issues. So right now, BYU's got some things to fix in the next month. Here's my biggest concern with all of this. Okay. So we're at the point where, um, okay, in the movie McFarland, Kevin Costner says to his team after a bad meet, now we know what we didn't know. You and I thought, okay, there's this like outsider chance of an at-large, but that's gone. There's no at-large chance for BYU, okay? Because the way they're playing now, they're not going to take two or three from St. Zaga. They're not going to do that. But two, two of those three are at home. You hope BYU competes and you see what happens. BYU's going to have to win the tourney in Vegas. But the way is playing away from the Marriott Center doesn't lend itself to confidence that that will happen. BYU is more likely, the way things are going right now, to beat Gonzaga and St. Mary's in Provo at the Marriott Center than to win three on a neutral site court in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, and even that's crazy talk. Like, I think BYU will compete at home because of the way they play at home. But it's crazy talk to think that BYU can go down to Vegas given the way they've been playing. On the road. So BYU's got some work to do in February. A lot of work to do. There is something about being able to handle adverse calls from referees and not let it totally take you out of your game. BYU is young and still learning that way. Call it immaturity, mental lack of mental toughness, whatever. You can phrase it how you want it, but it's there. And I watched the body language and the frustration grow and grow and grow and guess what? You're not going to play well when you are affected by those type of things. But I've I don't a, see change. I've got a, exactly. I've got a news flash yeah. for you. The referees in the West Coast Conference are not going to get better. Like there, you'll have some good officiated games, but some of them are going to be horrible. And it's going to chances are it's going to happen on the road, right? BYU has to figure out a way to not let that type of adversity or that type of luck, if you will shape the way that they play their basketball game, to get in a rush, to get frustrated, to start pointing fingers. And I'm not saying they're pointing fingers at each other, but it's hard not to get frustrated with your teammates, right? I want some f- fingers to be pointed. 
Who? Where's the accountability? The coaches can point the fingers, right? Yeah. No, no, no. I want the players to be accountable, too. There's only so much you can say from your superior. Everyone knows it. Like, you need to take over yourself a little bit. So, BYU's got some work to do. Play LMU. Beat them at home. Play Gonzaga next Thursday, and let's go from there. The point is not to blame, but to motivate by pointing fingers, right? I don't want players to be like, you're do, terrible. Do so- Well, it'd be better than what's going on. Is anything I going disagree. on? I disagree. Something needs to you gotta change. you got to motivate. Well, that's not happening, so do something That's else. my point. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. The fingers need to be pointed, but it needs to be in a motivating fashion. I don't care how it happens, just that it happens. What is happening with this team on the road? A large discussion. Send in your thoughts and your songs to express your emotions of how you're feeling about BYU basketball using the hashtag BYUSN. While we have a moment, it's time that we remind you of our going for two picks. Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) Well, the silver lining for me in a loss for BYU basketball, I climbed one pick closer to Jerem Jordan. 27-33 and on the season for myself. I'll start with the one that I missed. I said, and this was ambitious, Santa Clara will only have two players score in double figures. Heck no. Yeah, not close. They average almost four, and in fact, they had four players score in double figures last night. Nate Cratch, K.J. Fagan, Drew Hauser, and Jared Brownridge all into double figures as the Broncos lit it up from downtown. Number two, I said BYU will shoot better than 42.9%. Go Cougars. All right. Yes, Coach Odom, what's up? Hey, Odom. Coach Odom. BYU shot 44.2%. The crazy thing, BYU and Santa Clara made the same amount of shots. They were both 23 for 56, but the Cougars made three three three-pointers and the Broncos made 14 three-pointers or maybe 15. Whatever. It was a huge disparity, and therein lies the situation in the game. I said BYU will out-rebound Santa Clara by 9-plus. Zero prayer. (laughs) Thank thank you, Bronco. Like Virginia going to a bowl game this last season. BYU was plus three. And then I said BYU will have fewer turnovers than Santa Clara. Yeah, BYU had plus two. Doesn't help when they have 12 in the first half, right? Yeah. Thanks, fellas. So I'm plus one on you right now. Jerem, 28 and 32. I am 27 and 33. There's another game tomorrow. Good news is BYU gets to come home to the place where they are 11-1 and one at the well, Marriott well, Center. Well. So our going for two picks for BYU and LMU set for Saturday night live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. Number one for me, Yoli Childs will score more points than he has rebounds. The mm, last three okay. games you pointed out to me, he's had more rebounds than points. I think tomorrow he'll have more yeah. points than rebounds. And number two, BYU, I want to stay away from the three-point line because it hasn't been good for either of us but i got to take some risk. BYU will shoot 36% or better from the three-point line. It hasn't been good. It has not been good. What are they at home? Do they shoot better than 36% at home, though? I don't know, but it has been, anytime we pick the three-point line, it's been horrible. 30, yeah, 36 at home. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Okay, my first one. BYU win by 17+. plus. I'm calling it. What does this mean? You really? It means BYU will lose to LMU <laughs> because when I call for this, normally that's what happens. Or it's a close game, right? Or it's a close, close game. Close win for kidding. BYU. BYU's going to win at home. TJ Haas and Nick Emery will combine for more than 30 points. So I like that. What I mean is 30-plus, okay? 30-plus. Okay, 30 points or more between TJ Haas and Nick Emery. You really want to go to 17-plus? Yeah. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't scared, dude. Your record's not very scared, good man. That. 
Up next on BYU Sports Nation, it's time for Hot Takes in Studio B. Chris Miles, a guy who knows a thing or two about winning on the road. What's going on with this BYU basketball team? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN and tell us which song best expresses your emotions about the state of BYU basketball right now. Fantastic responses coming in. Men's Hoops playing uh, LMU tomorrow, so the Cougars bounce back game at home, 9 Eastern time, BYU TV and BYU Radio. Of course, LMU led BYU by 18. TJ Haas uh, and company led a furious comeback in L.A. Uh, about a month ago, so BYU will host the Lions coming up tomorrow night. And Jerem Jordan says win by 17-plus. At uh, H. Collier, 88. 17-plus? Really? And it's Conan <laughs> O'Brien saying, why? <laughs> yeah, That's it's, worked out well when Jerem does that. Not, not saying it can't. 500 or so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. in baseball, I'd be in the wild card hunt. At Greg Rosenhan tweets in his song to best express his emotions about BYU hoops. We Are Young by Fun, yeah. mixed with I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, I like that. The positivity. is carry, It carries through the microphone. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Love it, my friend. But there was nothing fun about last night. That's the only issue. At Man Called Big Cam, Careless Whisper. We laughed about that, though. That song, within that song are the lyrics... I'm never going to dance again. <laughs> That's next level. That's next level. Nicely done, but not true. Really funny stuff. Uh, on that note, we bring in a really fun guy, guy with some hot takes, Chris Miles. Had him on the show last week, liked it so much, we invited him back again. I uh, think Chris plays the saxophone, isn't that right? Uh, no, <laughs> but when I was in elementary school, it was my favorite instrument. Yeah. The saxophone. Yeah, so uh, Very sax, I, really I, I grew up, my dad's favorite artist was Don Henley. Uh, I don't know if it's because his name was Don or he actually liked the music. My dad's also Don. Uh, but, yeah, Don Henley had a song where there's a saxophone, and I loved it. So it well, was my there's favorite. The there's the tie-in. Yeah. Are, you, are you a big-time music guy? Uh, I mean, I enjoy music. I have absolutely no musical talent, but I like to listen. My ears are musical. Okay, so if I asked you which song expresses your emotions right now, could you come up with one on the top of your head? You need some time to think about No, that. so... What I like to do is maybe not what fits best over time, but what's the first thing that pops into my head. Okay. You know? And I, uh, I watched the game last night, and uh, so um, uh, there's a Disney movie um, that has a song that the lines go, so close to reaching that famous happy end. And that's the first line that popped into my <laughs> mind about last night. It's like there were, there were a lot of different chances last night where the game could have turned. The breakthrough. Yeah, and then just, you know, we give up a, a shot, and all of a sudden, yeah, it's just so close. But, yeah, not, not going to get there. BYU's 11-1 at home, 4-6 and six away from the Merritt Center. What differences are you seeing on the road? Uh, you know, I think that uh, the guys are more confident at home. Um, last night, watching the game, uh, there was only one player that I liked his demeanor, and that's Elijah Bryant. Um, Eric uh, Mika was was flustered. Um, you could tell, um, and uh, you know, and, and I think most of the players, um, I liked uh, TJ's intensity the whole game, but. Your demeanor changes everything. I'm going to give you a story because I love stories. Um, so uh, we're, we're at the Marriott Center. Wyoming is at our place. I'm a senior. Um, Jackson Emery gets a foul and starts to get flustered. And we're at the free throw line. He just committed the foul. 
and right in front of a Wyoming player. So I'm I'm standing at the you know on the on the uh, at the, we're at the foul line and Jackson's one guy away from me and I reach over I in front of a Wyoming player put my hand on his shoulder I'm like Jax, we're gonna win the game dude it's fine right in front of one of the Wyoming players right. That kind of confidence and composure is a little bit easier to have at home, and the guys obviously have it at home, but, but on the road, it's, it's harder to find. It's harder to get comfortable in somebody else's house, and so that's what they're going to have to learn how to do. Do you think those kinds of moments are happening um, with this team? Because they're a little young, so I think they're looking around at each other like, okay, who, who are the leaders of this team, and who are the ones that can call out uh, each other in a, in a positive way? Yeah. Um, last night, Elijah's composure was 100%. The, the best uh, composition from a leader emotionally um, that I saw from the team last night. And, you know, it's going to be a different guy each night. And that's, that's why, you know, ultimately com- my, my comment last time on the show, you need four or five or six leaders, is so true because no one except Jimmer can have like a perfect night every single night, you know. Um, it's amazing what he was able to do. Um, but Right now, BYU is not creating an atmosphere defensively to let them have that kind of offensive play. And what I mean by that is, so my first impressions from watching the game last night was these guys are expending 70% of their energy on defense, right? And, and so when they get down to the, the offensive side of the floor, they're fatigued, they're tired. And guess what's really hard to do? It's hard to get to the proper position. You might have to run an extra 10 or 20 feet. And so their floor spacing is not as good because they're tired because they only got 30% of their, of their energy left, so to speak. Um, if fatigue is a real thing, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it is, um, then that's one of their problems. So you know, they have to, to um, learn how to – right now they're overplaying defensively. Uh, and what I mean by that is – effort, not necessarily – what what like prevention? What I mean by that is, so last night there were a couple times where three Cougars are all getting to the ball at the same time. Okay, they're overplaying, um, and and uh, there there were moments, especially late in the game, where where TJ is desperately trying to get a steal and he's putting a ton of pressure on the ball. I love the intensity, um, but if you if you look at the game last night, they're they're scrambling so much on defense. Um, what I would really like to see, here, here's the solution, in my opinion. Here's the solution. They have to get better at man-to-man defense, and based on what I saw last night, they have to change the zone. I don't. Th- my personal opinion, I don't think they should be playing a 1-3-1. I think they should play a 2-3 when they go zone, and I think 60% of the time, at least, they should be in man-to-man. Hmm. So for people that don't necessarily understand the, the main difference between a 1-3-1 and a 2-3 zone defense. Why would you go away from the 1-3-1, one, one, the one guy out high, three across the middle, and then one down low in the paint? Why go away from that? So, um, you know, back to first impressions. Um, the guy playing the top position in the 1-3-1, one, one, so the, the, the first one, um, last night is literally sprinting back and forth between, the, the, between ball movement the whole night, Okay. And so if you want that guy to be an asset at all on the offensive end, you got to give him some help. you got to give him some rest. In a 2-3, you have two guys sharing that responsibility on top. The difference is in a 1-3-1, you've always got Mika under the rim. For the most part, he's, he's always going to be under the rim. In a 2-3, there's going to be times where he has to get all the way out to the three-point line until a guard can recover, and then he can come back under the rim. But it's a temporary leave, and someone can fill that spot temporarily. They're playing too much uh, front side, which, which, which is difficult for me to watch because I was always uh, a top side guy, meaning I never fully fronted my, you know, the, the guy that I was playing against. Sure. Um, I made it very difficult for him to catch the ball in the position that he wanted, and then once he caught it, I was behind him, but he was 
five feet from where he wanted to be, and that's what I'd like to see a lot more. Chris, what do you expect from BYU tomorrow night against LMU, where BYU has played really well? Well, <laughs> uh, I guess the question is, what adjustments do they make? I mean, the the thing is, is is LMU is going to have uh, they're going to have film from last night's game. That's going to be their more their most important film for game prep. You know what what was this team that we're going up against like? What were they like the most recent game? Because that's your best depiction of who they're going to be. Now they're going to make adjustments for sure. Um, but um, if you if you so there there was a there was a shot. Um, that was taken last night, and BYU's on defense, and it was a truly contested shot, okay? Truly contested. What I mean by that is um, we weren't getting there last second. The guy had plenty of time to set up and, and catch and shoot, and a BYU defender barely gets there in time to get his hand in the picture. Um, we actually were a defensive presence from the, t- from the time of the catch. That's, that's when it's good defense. Um, so we're scrambling. We're getting their last second just to kind of last second contest. That's not a true contest, which is why they made so many three-pointers last night. Um, but there was one possession in particular um, where we get there early and truly contest it, and the guy misses by two feet to the left, right? That's what you want to see. You don't have to block every shot, but you have to truly contest. And just getting there last second to get your hand in the photo um, is not a true contest uh, in in. You know, in my opinion, because you have to get there early enough to where you're altering the shot and just getting there last second, it's not enough. That's just getting there in time for him to, to smile on your face or give you a high five last second after he makes a shot in your face. You know, it's, it's too late. <laughs> Chris, great stuff, man. We appreciate you coming back again. Uh, I am fascinated to see what adjustments the coaches make and how BYU tries to respond at home. Thanks for coming in, man. Absolutely. Thanks. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, which song best expresses your emotions about BYU basketball right now? At CarterJA92 says White Snake. Here I go again. And James the Mormon, motivation. Motivation. Yeah. Hey, it is motivating, right? You lose, you got to go back and win. It's time we preview tonight's big game between third-ranked BYU and UC Irvine on the volleyball court. Sean Olmstead will join us. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. Chris Miles, former BYU center, a guy that won in every Road Mountain West Conference gym, just joined us and told us what changes he would make specific to the defense for BYU basketball moving forward. Like very specific changes. If you missed it, Fascinating stuff. Download the podcast and you can hear that whole conversation. Tonight, 9 Eastern time, we've got men's volleyball back on BYU TV. The third-ranked Cougars take on the seventh-ranked UC Irvine Anteaters. That's their mascot. It's awesome, right? Uh, On BYU TV and BYU Radio. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. As we have discussed, probably more than you want to hear, BYU men's basketball lost at Santa Clara 76-68. Eric Mika had 22 points. TJ Haas with 15. Elijah Bryant had 13 off the bench. Chris Miles said he liked Elijah's composure and his body language better than anybody else on the court for BYU last night. That court's amazing, by the way. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? BYU had 18 turnovers. Tough to win games when you do that. Shot 3 of 15 from the three-point line. Women's basketball team had a crazy game in the Marriott Center last night as well. Cassie Broadhead had 28 points and a six-point double overtime win. Kalani Purcell almost had a triple-double. She came up one assist short. She tried really hard. She told you that after the game. There is a common theme developing for Jamal Williams at the Senior Bowl, and that is when it comes to running backs, it's Jamal on one level, and then there's everybody else. Jamal, that's running the ball. the best. 
Yeah. He was named the Senior Bowl Running Back Practice Player of the Week by the Senior Bowl Committee, whoever that is. You can watch Jamal and Harvey Long in the Senior Bowl tomorrow, 2.30 Eastern on NFL Network. And, of course, third-ranked BYU men's volleyball back to work tonight. Jerem Jordan, Steve Vail, Lauren Frankham on the call, and uh, somebody else that will be there, the man joining us in Studio B right now, the head coach, Sean Olmstead. At least I, ho- I hope you're there, Coach. I, I th- I think I'm, yeah, yeah, you know, that, that, that should work out. I think I'll be able to Set make Set your it. alarm when you're taking your nap so you wake up in time. <laughs> exactly, okay, exactly. Okay, Hey, we've been talking a lot about music today and emotions that, that you can feel through music. What, what's your pump-up song on game day? I, you know, I've got, a, I've got a playlist. I like to go through some routines and get a workout in before the matches, um, I don't know if I could mention a lot of the artists on my playlist. <laughs> I'll be honest, but um, but it uh, it gets me going, and uh, so I've got you know some stuff back in the heist, the Metallica, yeah, so, uh, little Guns and Roses. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I, I will say some some edited Eminem. Yeah, um, okay. And so you know, I've got I've got the playlist. I've got two or three that are are my go to, and you know. Whatever I'm feeling, I, I know the playlist uh, from start to finish and go with that one and, and gets me going. You played here during the early 2000s, so there, there was some good music during that time. I, te- I tend to be like, listen to what I listen to in high school and college still. That's like what I listen Same to. thing. You know, I go into the gym right now and, and y- you hear these songs for the warm ups, and I'm like, uh, uh, come on, where's the, you know, where, where's the, you know, some rock, some, some, even some CCR, you know, uh, a credence and, and before get, your time. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, something to just pump you up and, and get you going. But Hey, if Justin Bieber's what the guys want or, <laughs> or these days, then I, I, can't, I, can't, I, 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 can't, I can't, you know, I just let it go. You when know, Ben asks for Justin Bieber. You have yeah. To you just kind of, I, I go with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we've been focusing on BYU basketball fans expressing their emotions after a tough loss last night do, do you listen to music after a loss or is it just silence no i yeah after a loss is it's uh, fans uh, you don't understand until you're in coaching you know it's there's so many different things you, you have uh, me personally i have zero desire to eat i i, I don't really want to be around too many people you know um my wife for me is a great resource because she tries to just keep me level-headed and, hey, Sean, you know, it's the world's not ending right now. You know, it's not over. There's a ton to look forward to. And so I think it's important also for me to, to do my best if I'm around the guys and we, you know, go out or we're returning back to the hotel if we're on the road, that I do my best to stay composed as well. But um, for sure, the van drive to the gym, you pump up, the guys are down, they're getting ready. The van drive back after a loss is obviously considerably different. Yeah, yeah, you know? melancholy. So yeah. what you're telling me is if you start to get super skinny, things are not going well. <laughs> well, <laughs> trying to watch what I eat, so I hope so. I, I, I hope I can you know, get super skinny and things can still go oh, well. Oh, you, you can know? be toned. I need, just, to, just, I need to get yeah toned up. There we go. Just yeah, don't come yeah. into Studio B at 130 pounds, okay, <laughs> yes, Sean? I, I'll, I'll be really worried. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Uh, what's going on is that you're six and one, you're two and zero oh in the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. The Big West is going to have uh, six teams in the conference next year, including UC Irvine. So tonight is a unique situation where it's an MPSF match. Tomorrow is not. Mm-hmm. So this ends up being kind of the end of an era in a yeah. way tonight against UC Irvine. Yeah, it's crazy, and uh, yeah, it's going to be the last time 
unless we meet up with them in the conference tournament, which is very likely as well, you know, but uh, it's the last time we're going to play. Um, but Niffin and I both agreed that we're going to do our best to continue to play each other every year, but it's going to be non-conference. Right. So it is kind of, it, it is kind of interesting that as you go to these games, it's like, oh, it's the end of the MPSF that was so powerful and so well known as just this dominant volleyball conference now we're 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 going different directions and so we're going to be matching up in these non-conference matchups so we're going to still you know like I've said before here on this show we're going to still play those opponents you know those guys are going to still come to Provo we're going to travel there so it's going to be a lot of familiar opponents but it's under a different, you know, set of circumstances. And so it is, it, it, it's an interesting dynamic tonight. Yes. Is a conference match tomorrow is not, but you know, it's two great teams that want to play each other for the benefit of our season and getting better, improving. And so we're here in Provo. And so we're going to, you know, make two matches out of it. There's no Utah men's volleyball. So the arch rival historically has been UCLA. Uh-huh. But UC Irvine won four national titles in seven years. One of those was over BYU. This has always been a big match. So yeah. what, what are some of the storylines for you going into uh, this weekend with UC Irvine? Yeah, I mean, they've, what they've done, what, you know, when, when John got there, John Spraw got there, I, I think when I was playing, I think, I can't remember if it was my freshman or sophomore year. I got, you know, I got in against Irvine because at that time, Irvine wasn't what they are today. And I like hit a thousand. I had three kill, three sets and three (laughs) kills, you know, and I was, you know, so pumped up. But, uh, um, but John Spraw got there, completely changed that program, you know, started winning, getting, getting great recruits and turned that program around completely to where they were essentially a powerhouse, you know, winning back to back, uh, national championships. And so it's, uh, it's become, Sort of, or it's become a, a great rivalry. And when we travel to Irvine, we get so many of the Orange County um, LDS fans, the community that you know support us so well. You know, we were there last year, and it was a, a huge crowd. I think it might have been their best crowd of the year, if I can, if I recall. And so it's become kind of that, you know, like like you said, a rivalry with those guys. And they love playing here. I mean, their coach tells me all the time, I love coming to Provo. And so, <laughs> you know, you, that's good. And I'm sure he's telling these guys that instead of, you know, maybe other coaches are preaching like, oh, man, we got to go to Provo and all all the fans, all the noise. But they seem to really enjoy it. And, and, and they're going to feed off that. And they've got – They've got a couple guys with great energy, you know, very competitive that I'm certain are going to kind of feed off the energy that, that our fans are going to be given. All right, Sean, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for uh, this weekend's matches against UC Irvine. Yeah, it's going to be Taking fun. on the Anators, top 10 showdown. Uh, I hope you eat a lot this weekend, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Zeke Elliott out there. <laughs> feed Sean! Let's go! <laughs> You're a good man. Thanks for coming in. Oh, anytime. Thanks you. If right. he gets a sweep, I want to see this. There you go. <laughs> I will do it. I'll I will do it. Saturday night. Okay. <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Nation, our three-guest interview day continues with Macy Jones of BYU Tennis. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live in Studio B on a Friday with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV, 6 p.m. Eastern, sharp. 
Hey, Men's Hoops takes on LMU tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you missed it earlier, I called for BYU to win by 17+. plus. Yeah. Yeah, you went there. <laughs> you went there again. Uh, that was supposed to be Dave Rose's 300th win. Instead, it's going to be 299 if they win. But Jerem, if he beats LMU, he'll have a chance to get 300, 300 against, against Gonzaga, Gonzaga the number hey. one hey. team in Blue America. Wow. By the way, Kalani Satake uh, is going to address the crowd at halftime. So excited. Pump some people exciting up, right? Yeah. Let's go, man. Get your rear ends in the seats, people. Get pumped up by Kalani Satake at halftime. It was great last year. And tell us, using the hashtag BYUSN, which song best expresses your emotions about BYU basketball right now. At Googs53 tweets in, Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. <laughs> that is a good choice. Do you like that song? No, I don't. <laughs> I know it's a classic, but I'm like, why is this a classic? At Gregory Taggart, the sun will come out tomorrow. Lavelle Edwards' ideology, right? He told us, or we learned at uh, his uh, memorial service, that there there were three things that he would tell himself after a loss, and one of them was, hey, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. That's a scientific fact. (laughs) (laughs) Joining us now in Studio B, part of a three-guest day on this Friday BYU Sports Nation, is BYU senior tennis player Macy Jones. Macy, welcome to Studio B. Thanks for having me. Family ties continuing here in Studio B. Uh, You are... Your sister was in here not too long ago. Uh, what's it like to be coached by your sister on the BYU tennis team? Everyone seems to ask me that, but it's really fun. Like, it's an interesting dynamic. We're almost 10 years apart, so, like, we get along super well. People are like, well, it must be really hard. But, you know, like, we get in tips here and there, but, I mean, nothing <laughs> nothing too big. Like, she's a great coach, and I enjoy having her. Don't tell me what to do! <laughs> yeah, if my sibling was on the team or... My coach? Yeah. There would be, like, public displays against authority. Yeah, it's, it's more of, like, I'm more like, I know, I know. <laughs> it's like, my, my mom coached me growing up, so it's kind of like, it just runs in the family. I know. It's always a family affair. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, I know. I got it. I know. That's really funny. We heard you're thinking about a career in broadcasting. Yes, I am. What do you want to do with that? You know, I'm still deciding. My PR guy, Andrew, is still trying to convince me to do PR, but uh-huh. I think broadcasting is my thing. So. Andrew, let her chase her dreams. <laughs> yeah, it's not that fun. I'm just kidding. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. We love it. Yeah. Are, are you, so you're a broadcast major? Yeah, I just got into the program in the fall. Oh, congrats. I'm kind of new. Yeah. This. So how do, you, how do you manage being a student athlete? And, and then broadcasting has a lot of kind of extracurricular requirements, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so far it's not too bad. It's not too hard. I'm like in a research class and a social media class, and it's like really fun. So, yeah. so far I'm like, hey, this is amazing. Like I'll do this all day over those GEs. Like last <laughs> semester was stats, and I was like, this is not good. <laughs> Generals are not easy at Brigham oh, Young University. Oh, I'm with oh you. Yeah. my gosh, no. It, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun when you can do your major class, obviously. So yeah. what uh, – uh, tennis too. It's uh, you travel quite a bit, you know, weekends, that kind of thing. How do how do you balance uh, school and uh, athletics? Um, it's actually really hard because like when our team gets together, like on the away trips, it's it's always like party in the room, like candy. You know, we try to do homework, but every once in a while it turns into like a movie or like Netflix sesh. So uh-huh. it's it's difficult, but like we <laughs> we happen to get things done. So I'm like lucky. Like I'm a procrastinator in general, but. I've been able to keep up. So <laughs> Macy Jones, senior BYU women's tennis player with us in Studio B. It, it's not easy to get your homework done when you're up all night watching the Australian Open too, right? Definitely not. It's so exciting. It's my like it's my favorite because it's the top four players, like yeah. Rafa and like 
Love him. Uh-huh. Love Federer, though. He's my boy. Oh, is Federer is your boy. Is he okay. your favorite tennis player? Yeah. And then Serena. That's my girl. Like, Venus, okay, but I mean, Serena. Okay. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen him play in person, any of those? Yeah. Okay, I actually have a story about that. Serena once, I was at one of her matches. I was, like, in the front. And she wins the match, and she goes to hit me a tennis ball, right? And I was so excited. I, like, went to catch it, and I was like, okay. And, like, right when I was about to catch it, there was a railing in front of me, and it hit it and, like, ricocheted. Oh, no! I was just like, like, no, this isn't happening. (laughs) It It was bad. It was a sad day. I talked about it the other day. I was so mad, but. We need oh. we need to get Macy a, a ball from from Serena. Serena. Let's just yes. give her a generic one and be like, "This is <laughs> hey, from Serena. We got this from Serena. Yeah, yeah. totally so from Serena." I wouldn't know the difference probably. <laughs> I know, that's the point. Yeah, that's the point. Um, you, you're on the preseason All WCC uh, tennis team, the only BYU Cougar on that list. What did that mean to be named to that list? I mean, it was awesome. I wasn't expecting it. I just, I randomly, no one told me. I just saw it on Twitter, I think, on our account, and I was like, "Okay, like, sweet, that's awesome. Like, I'll take it any day." So, I mean, I try my best to represent us as best I can. So, I was excited about that. Well, you're repping BYU Tennis tomorrow. First home match against Weber State. What do you expect tomorrow against the Wildcats? I expect to win is what I expect. Oh. We're confident. We're confident. So I like that. You like that, don't that's you? That's the best answer possible with that question. I expect to win, expect Spencer. I expect to win. What do you think I expect? Yeah. I, I know. Expect okay, to, I know. Yeah, compete know. and hopefully win. Yeah. So, so, the men's team, they give out pizzas, right? Oh, we give out pizza. Oh, and you give out pizza too. Yeah. I was going to say, what do you guys do to try and. Oh, we're, so tonight we're promoting at the volleyball game at seven, I think. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that. And last time we did that last year, we got a lot of fans. But I think it's because a lot of people don't know about our matches. So this year I'm like, okay, like, I'm like trying to do my social media part and get fans out there. It's really exciting. Lots of here. girls are grunting, tennis playing, you know, pizza. <laughs> like, I think we're raffling stuff, you know. Oh, raffle? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, you have to follow BYU stops. Women's Tennis, though. Okay. To be able to be That's the deal. In. Follow the deal. BYU Women's Tennis. That was the greatest mm-hmm. show On Instagram. of all time. <laughs> I do <laughs> my best. <laughs> pizza, uh, raffle. Uh, 11 a.m. tomorrow, by the way, if you're yes. local. Uh, they used to be. Are they still available on online to watch? Can you watch them? Oh yeah, they're streaming live. I think on. I think it's our website on BYU Women's Tennis. Okay. Or on. So I don't know. Ma- yeah, if it's <laughs> yes. tw- if the links tweeted out, that'd be great too. Yeah. yeah. So live if you're stream. not local but you want to watch, you can do that too. Yeah. That's great. Macy Jones with us from BYU Tennis. You want to win tomorrow, but what about your personal goals this season? What do you want to accomplish personally as a tennis player in uh, your senior campaign? Well, I mean, it's always been a dream to be an All-American, so I'm going to work on my goal to get there this year. Just really just going out with a bang, I guess. My senior year is my last year to play, so I'm really excited and hoping that I can pull out some wins for the team. What's the best part of your tennis game? What are you most confident in? Mm, definitely my serve. How, how fast can you serve? I don't know. Pretty fast. I mean, I can have you stand there and like see if you can return it if you want. I think that this yeah. needs to happen. I think we should make a challenge. Specifically, Jerem trying to I need like a, a face mask. Challenge. And then you can see how fast it is. Yeah. <laughs> we get the speed need, gun out there. Yeah. I'm going to need a face back, uh, face mask, and a cup, yeah. probably, if <laughs> this, we're going to do this. This might be a Facebook Live event for BYU Sports I think this would be Nation. awesome. We should do this. <laughs> Why am I always the one volunteer for this? You volunteered yourself. I yeah, did not. I'll, I'll try too. I'll try too. I just, I just, I just want some the, free pizza. The, I'll be the idea of watching Jerem try to—it's just that hilarity in its purest form. I'll just, yeah, that's we we wandered over to uh, baseball practice one day, and we went in the batting cages. I was shocked by the speed. I am confident that this would be the same situation. <laughs> 
with Most you likely. out there. Yeah. Yep. Your your team's interesting. Women's tennis traditionally, uh, not always, but most of the time, has several foreigners. So I think you have two Australians, a Russian, mm-hmm. and someone from Uzbekistan. What's yep. that like? Actually, it's really interesting. Like, we love having it, and it's it's kind of funny because we, we don't make fun of their accents a little bit, but kind of, just because um, one of our freshmen straight she came from Moscow this year. And so it's really funny because we all love, like, the way she says different things. <laughs> and then um, one of our girls from Uzbekistan, she doesn't have too bad of an accent. Like, you would know, but you wouldn't really know. And mm-hmm. then our two Aussies, like, it's funny because, like, they have some, like, personality traits, both very mellow, uh-huh. relaxed, and it's, it's really fun to have, like, the mix of all of us together. Like, we we all come together as one, and we love that. Do they make fun of your accent? Yeah, they say sometimes. I love I, it when foreigners <laughs> do that. It's great. They say sometimes I talk like a valley girl, or like, <laughs> like Regina George from Mean Girls. They compare me to her. <laughs> I don't see it, but. <laughs> Any Mean Girls reference we can get on the show is awesome. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> say that's your sister. Yeah. Your coach sister. No. Hey, coach yeah. sister, I have a question. You just phrase it like that. Coach, mm-hmm. coach sister? A coach sister, I have a question. <laughs> I'll just say Lauren. 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 Yeah. Lauren. Family ties. Hey, uh, great to have you on the show. Let's give you Thank some you BYU so Sports much. Nation karma for tomorrow's uh, match against Weber State. We'd also like you to sign... Our BYU Sports Nation stretch Y flag, if you don't mind. Find a spot you like. All right, Macy Jones, now to sign the flag. Free pizza tomorrow. Free pizza. Hey. If you want to hear why you should all watch BYU Women's Tennis, rewind this interview and listen to Macy's Cell, one of the most unique and best that we've ever had on the show. Hey, Just sis- saying. sister coach, can I have some more pizza? That's, that's what I would say. Would Macy, say thanks for the time. Thank you. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more of your tweets. How are you feeling in song form about BYU men's basketball? At Jason Shebb. I would expect wait, nothing wait, less. Wait, that sounds familiar. Who is that? I would expect nothing less from him. Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Okay. There you go, Shep. Confidence. Please. He's seeing win number 300 against Gonzaga for Dave Rose. There's no countdown. Jeez. That's true. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, of course, as I promised, your tweets. And we get you ready for a very busy BYU Sports Weekend. Don't go anywhere. Please. Just please don't go anywhere. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU lost at Santa Clara 76-68. They Eric Nika scored 22 points. TJ Haas had 15. Someone right now is like, what? And Elijah Bryant had 13 off the bench. BYU had 18 turnovers and shot 3 of 15 from 3. Women's Basketball. Still love the Cougs. And the women, especially after kind of a miracle last night. Cassie Broadhead hit a crazy three-pointer to send the game into double overtime at the buzzer. She finished with 28 points in a win as the ladies held off Santa Clara. Kalani Purcell, one assist short of that elusive triple-double. And women's basketball great Tina Gunn-Robinson, false start on me, is among 10 former student-athletes who will be inducted into the WCC Hall of Honors class on Saturday, March 4th in Las Vegas as part of the West Coast Conference Basketball Championship. That was more delay of game. Football. Yeah. yeah. Jamal Williams was named the Senior Bowl Running Back Practice Player of the Week. You can watch Williams and his former BYU teammate Harvey Longy in the Senior Bowl tomorrow, 2.30 Eastern on NFL Network. Dude's making waves. Athlon Sports ranks Kalani Satake's season as an A- minus for first-year head coaches. That was higher than we had. Uh, Fifth among new coaches. 
Volleyball. Third-ranked Brigham Young hosts 7th-ranked UC Irvine tonight, 9 Eastern, BYU TV. Also on BYU Radio, Jeremy Jordan, Steve Vail, Lauren Frankham on the call. The final regular season Mountain Pacific Sports Federation match between the two teams ever. Track and field. Is in Seattle today and tomorrow for the University of Washington Indoor Invitational. Swimming and diving. Men's and women's dive teams in Colorado this weekend for the Air Force Invitational. Tennis. The men's team heads to the East Coast this weekend to face Harvard, yes, and Cornell. Ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. Andy I Bernard. Have. I have. Women's tennis faces Weber State tomorrow. If you missed Macy Jones on the show uh, earlier, download the podcast. We talked with Macy. Uh, she was entertaining, to say the least. Gymnastics. She expects a win. <laughs> Women's gymnastics competing Tuna. in the Gem State Invitational at Boise State today at 9 Eastern. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair's currently tied for 32nd at 2-under par in the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. Watch out for those birds. He tees off in the second round at 1 Eastern. Back to you, Spencer. But what about Tiger Woods, Jerem? Isn't the story all about Tiger Woods? Yeah, in 2001. Yeah, seems like it, right? Yeah. Last major championship almost a decade ago. Isn't that weird? That's weird. So it's about Cougars in the PGA, like we just told you. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Cassie, Kathy Broadhead, 28 points in double OT. Uh, Well, not in double OT, in the game, which was in double OT. (laughs) Big difference. Yeah. Kalani Purcell was one assist shy of a triple-double. Again, one thing short. She tried. She's like, I tried, Spencer. I really tried. She was so close. (laughs) Which song best expresses your emotions about BYU basketball right now? Our elite tweet of the day from at Twiggy or Stone. Viva Las Vegas! This is the only chance oh. we have left for the tourney. That's a great elite tweet. <laughs> but the way BYU is playing on the road doesn't make you confident about that, right? They got some work to do. It's okay. Thanks to Chris Miles, Sean Olmstead, Macy Jones, and everyone on our crew. At McMinn5 with a nice tweet, too. Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Living on a Prayer! I love it. Great show today. Download the podcast to hear it all again on iTunes. Tune in app. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Demarcus Harrison. How about that poll, Jerem? We're back to work on Monday. 17 plus, people.